Welcome to the Compliance Perspectives Podcast. I'm Adam Turtletop from the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics and Healthcare Compliance Association. Joining us today from Washington, D.C. is Jeb White. Jeb is CEO of Taxpayers Against Fraud. And today we're going to talk about encouraging employees to come forward and report incidents internally. First, Jeb, thanks for taking the time away from your day to talk to us. Yeah, I appreciate it, Adam. Thanks for having me on. Our pleasure. Now, the hope of every company and compliance professional is that employees will feel safe bringing issues forward internally, of course. What are some of the barriers you see that keep people from coming forward? Well, you know, so I've been doing this for almost 25 years now and seems to fall into certain patterns. Usually what we see is a concern that if they do step forward, they're not going to be heard. Uh, so this idea that, you know, you're just going to be yelling into the wind and nothing's going to happen. So why do anything anyways? The, the other thing that we see is uh, you know, people saying that if you do step forward, you're going to get your head chopped off. And they'll point to other examples, either real or imagined, and say that I can't risk my career uh, because they're going to not only not do anything, they're going to come down and retaliate against me. Um, so those are the, usually the two big ones, you know, that that they're not going to do anything or they're going to do something against me. And those are the uh, primary reasons why people don't step forward to begin with. And those are two good reasons. I mean, those are fears that employees are not necessarily wrong to have in all situations. Sometimes things work out very well, but it's not exactly an irrational thought. Now, once an employee does have the courage to come forward, what are some of the things that could lead to the employee going outside to others? I mean, rather than waiting for the company's response. Usually it's a lack of communication and transparency. So they feel like they've said something and they put their heart out there. They've uh, uh, risked their careers in identifying what they view as a wrongdoing. And then they don't hear anything. And it could be a prolonged period of time. So a lack of communication usually leads to people to think that nothing's happening. I'm reminded of Friday, we ordered pizza uh, from a local pizza place and I felt like nothing was happening. So I called them and they said, well, if you just check our tractor, you'll see your food, it's in the oven, right? <laughs> so this, there's this app that these pizza places have that's all across the country, it gives people a level of assurance that something's actually happening with their order. I think something similar is playing out with a lot of companies right now that they, they let people know that it hasn't gone to a black box. Something is actually happening with their concerns. And that gives people a comfort level to say that, all right, let's let this process play out. I'm not going to reach outside because the company is actively engaging my concerns. Well, I, yeah, I don't disagree. The hard part, though, is that one of the challenges organizations face is they can't always let the reporter know what is going on exactly with the investigation. You know, you can't you can tell people the pizzas in the oven, but you can't necessarily say who we're investigating and all of those kinds of things. What do you see then as the best way to keep the person in the loop without breaching any confidentiality or sharing too much? So, you know, I, I point to the SEC whistleblower program right now. So the SEC whistleblower program cannot give you information about the ongoing investigation, but they can tell you that the investigation is ongoing and active. That level of information gives our clients some level of assurances that their case hasn't died on the vine. I think something similar can play out for many companies doing an internal investigation just to let them know that it's not sitting on someone's desk, that it's 
actively being looked at. So the details of the investigation are in many ways less important than just letting them know that it's not dying on the vine. Now, once an investigation is completed, oftentimes the claim is not substantiated. Uh, what someone perceived as improper or unethical is in fact permissible or, or even ethical. They just didn't necessarily understand it. How can you best engage with someone who reports what they think is wrongdoing, but is in fact not? So this is perhaps the most important part of the process. Um, you know, a lot of times people will see what they perceive to be fraud, but they don't see the rest of the of the animal, for example. So I oftentimes tell, because uh, I have young children, uh, you know, if people see uh, a trunk of an elephant trunk, they'll describe it as being an elephant. Other people may describe it as a snake and other people may describe it as being part and parcel of a snuffleupagus, right? It's a big, hairy animal that has a trunk, but you don't see the entire animal. So I think letting people know the fuller picture and putting it in context of what their allegations are in context, of the rest of the fraud scheme as they perceive it, so important. And, you know, sometimes uh, people may have reached out to outside counsel. They may have a lawyer. So reaching out and saying, you know what? feel free to engage your attorney at this point. We wanna make sure you fully understand that we recognize your view of what happened, but when you see it in context, you recognize that in reality, this wasn't wrong, that this was part and parcel of a business plan, for example, that doesn't violate a, a particular regulation or law. And, and sometimes it may be a misinterpretation of the law. So it's involving maybe in-house counsel or outside counsel to fully explain why what they saw is not wrong which is you know a very important i think you're not wrong the hard part there is you know once people see things it's often very hard to convince them that but they saw things the wrong way now there's still a bit of debate about the wisdom of sharing even internally the results of an investigation which does show wrongdoing i, I for one take the view that the more the organization can demonstrate that it cares listens and will act when it sees wrongdoing the better from your experience, have you found that to be so, or is there reason that companies should think twice before using actual incidents at the organization as an opportunity to demonstrate the organization's commitment to ethics and compliance? I, I couldn't agree with you more. Transparency and communication are the most important things to prevent people from going outside the company and becoming whistleblowers. So I've gone to many corporations across the country, oftentimes for depositions, and you walk in the main lobby and you'll see literally chiseled onto the wall the, uh, uh, the their ethics code. And then you step into the deposition and you hear what the culture is being right the opposite of what's chiseled onto the wall in their lobby. So this culture of transparency and trying to do the right thing is so important. It lets everybody know that if you step forward and do the right thing, you're going to be heard and that ultimately you're going to be told where things stand. And this this communication leads to more communication and trust. I'm reminded of a, uh, the Enron story from many years ago. I, I talked to Sharon Watkins, who was the Enron whistleblower not too long ago, and she mentioned that when the CEO, Ken Lay, was hired, he was one of the people who was found to be one of the masterminds of, of the Enron fraud, or at least complicit in what was happening. And they passed out lay potato chips and on the back it said ingredients transparency communication the right thing um so you you can say all you want 
but you got to follow through with actions and the actions, as we know, speak louder than words. So letting people know through your actions that you value what they're saying, you're going to listen to what they're saying, and where permissible, you're going to share what the ultimate com outcomes were of those investigations. I want to go back to something you mentioned, which is culture. Culture comes up over and over again whenever there's an issue. It's what makes companies strong and what can lead to incidents. What are some of the signs uh, that organizations should be watching for that something is wrong in their culture that will either lead to wrongdoing or make it difficult, if not impossible, for somebody to come forward when they see it? Ah, what a great question. So, you know, this idea of speak up culture. If you don't have a speak up culture, that's a sign that there's something wrong where people from lower levels of the org chart don't feel a freedom in speaking up, a lack of communication from the bottom to the top, channels of communication that are open and encouraged. If there's not that flow of information, that's a telltale sign that there's this suppression of information from the top, pushing people down to not to speak up. So the speak up culture that's so prevalent in companies that are ethically practicing business uh, are models for us to follow. And what you'll see when you look at these companies is you, you'll see an easily flowing information going from the top to the bottom, the bottom to the top, and uh, easy ladders saying, you know what, if you have a problem here at the middle level, make sure you reach up above the person who's telling you to not speak up, turn a blind eye to what's happening here. So communication, transparency, uh, you know, I, I've said this many times, but it is the truth. Whenever we see a, a biopsy of a company that's gone off the rails, it's the lack of communication. The communication is the lifeline and the flow of information is so important for companies that are doing the things the right way. And, you know, it, it's worth noting that that kind of communication doesn't only just help ethics and compliance issues. It helps the business as a whole so that if employees can come forward and say, wait a minute, we just made a bad business decision or the product doesn't work the way it's supposed to or that the management practices are preventing something good from happening for the business. Uh, it, it's not a, a good thing overall, and that organizations really end up losing out. So the more that you can share, the better. Well, Jeb, thank you so much for sharing these insights with us today. I want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen. I'm Adam Turtletop from SCCE and HCCA. I hope we're able to expand your compliance perspective.